And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and we have victory, another victory to talk about, um, it's a great time to be a Rotherham fan at the minute, we'll cover all the Tuesday night's antics and we have a game on Sunday to talk about as well, um, You know, so we'll come on to that later on in the show. Um, we have more than a full house tonight, we have Mick with us, Michael. Evening. Uh, Danny is still with us, thank you for joining us again Danny. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you back again, Will. Evening, gents. I'm fresh from London, not from Wimbledon, but from London. We have Benjamin <laughs> with us as well. Hello. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, let's start, but if, we'll, if I can, Danny and Will, with your pre-match appearance on the Wimbledon podcast. Nine years. Uh, if anybody watched it, I watched it. I was very, very enjoyable. Um, talk us about Wimbledon set up, the new ground, and it looks like a really, really good setup. Mm. Danny, do you want to take that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Wimbledon's new ground, it is amazing, to be quite honest. Um, from my experience, there was a little bit of uh, squeaky bum time before getting to the podcast <clears throat> because of what the stewards were doing with the supporters' bus, like fanning about round and, and industrial estate trying to get us parked up. Uh, but anyway, we made it in. I ended up following in the club's official photographer <laughs> and just sort of snuck in behind him. Um, and they took me up to their like executive suite, I think it is, and they've got this really nice setup where you've got a really decent overlook of the ground. Um, and they've got like a um, a chest high sort of table, like you sort of see McDonald's with like the high chairs. Um, and yeah, brilliant, brilliant little setup. There's um, <clears throat> the view outside is all over the back of the ground, so you can see the players warming up. Um, they've got a massive fan zone inside the home end as well, which is basically just like you've gone into the year local pub. It's really nice setup. They've got loads of different <clears throat> excuse me, they've got loads of different like food outlets on like the outside concourse behind the stands. So you can get like pizza, 
uh, loaded hot dogs, steak, burgers, vegan options. Um, and then in the away end, there's just like a little box for the away fans and their and their needs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, really, really decent setup, and it's all been fan funded as well, which makes it a little bit more special for him. Uh, me and Will did get ambushed by two Wimbledon fans whilst we were in the queue, so it's like, oh dear, they've, they've spotted the badges. You know, we're not meant to be in here. Um, but no, really nice, really nice staff as well who took us round. Um, really nice people on the podcast, and. Yeah, it was definitely a, a really nice experience. Got the grand tour, get in. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, the stadium itself, that will, again, we, me and Mick didn't go up and go either. It looks like a really strange stadium, but in a really good way. It's, it sort of looks like it's situated between north, in between two buildings sort of thing. It looks like a really good, mm-hmm. nice little ground, but suitable for them. From from the outside, you'd probably say it looks a little bit like IKEA. And if I'm honest, um, I didn't really know what to expect when when we were there. But once I went inside, like for me, it's just for me, it's the best uh, stadium that I've been in outside of the New York Stadium in the EFL. Um, staff really welcoming. Uh, the hospitality was sort of similar to what we would do, I would imagine. Um, and uh, the media team that they've got up there at, at Nine Years Podcast are, are an absolute joy to work with. And um, the setup was as professional as you could see. I know at the moment that they're, they're in talks with AFC Wimbledon to try and keep it um, on, on a longer term basis. So fingers crossed we uh, we did enough uh, to help them to do that. Mm. Um, and then in terms of uh, back on the way around when we were led back to uh, the away end, as Danny mentioned, uh, the street food stuff is something that I'd, I'd not seen mm. anywhere else um, and really appealed to me. The, on the corner of the stadium, um, they've put um, what, well, well, a bar in there, which if we had done the same at New York would be absolutely heaving just like they have. So maybe there's a few learns that we can take from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, unbelievable stadium. And as as Danny said, they should be really proud given the fact that they've they've all fan funded that. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Don London agrees. I thought the stewards were superb there. To fair, really friendly, great banter. And that's what that's 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 a key part of it. Liam McGarry mm. with the important question is when are Rotherham United going to give us a luxury box to do a podcast? Well, <laughs> yeah, Tony, that's a question for you, pal. <laughs> yeah, Sam, if you're listening. <laughs> um, but we've got everybody Bazzers with us, evening Bazzer, Scott Grundy, John S, Donald, Donald obviously with us, Liam McGarry's always with us. Um, yeah, so let's kind of get on with the football. Um, Mick, the first half was mostly forgettable. Um, I mean, Wimbledon never really troubled us, but we just never got into game. We, we were sort of in control without being that threatening, other than the offside goal. Yeah, I mean, we started off reasonably well, didn't we? The first mm. five or ten minutes or so, we were quite uh, we were, well, we were well on top and, and really, really in charge of the game and really pushing. Uh, and then it kind of dropped off a little bit. Um, difficult to tell, you know, whether that's down to the way Wimbledon were playing or just us taking our foot off the gas a little bit. I don't know, but. Um, it certainly did feel for the first five minutes or so that we were we could have had a hatful, um, but at, at, at the end of the day, don't matter how many we score, so long as we score more than the opposition, ultimately, um, and that's obviously what we did. So, but uh, yeah, it were a bit forgettable that first half, weren't it? Yes, yeah, very much so. Um, we saw a start though for Jimmy Lindsay, Danny, um, which is a shame for Ollie Rathbone, but Jamie Lindsay came in and. Like he never been right. He definitely grew into. I, th- I thought he started good, really ten minutes, quieting down, and then the game then went on stronger. Is Jimmy Lindsay being Jimmy Lindsay? They were 
very, very good, I thought. Yeah, I, I think so as well. I think um, that initial um, impact that he had was the player that hadn't started a game in a long time and mm. then obviously naturally dropping off because he'd not started in a long time. Um, but I think everybody got a little bit of a boot up the backside at half-time. You, know, like you need to be more aggressive and we were second half, which eventually led to the goal and um, we were good on the ball, which also led to the goal. Um, mm. But yeah, I think Jamie Lindsay has come in for Ollie Rathbun and his back injury very, very well. It was... I didn't see much difference in midfield between uh, in Lindsay mm. and Rathburn. The only difference was that we, we had a slight um, Lancastrian accent on I follow and this is Sam Todd. Um, and yeah, I think um, Ollie Rathburn might actually go on to have a career in commentary because just starting out, he was very good. But the main thing is we've kept hold of Lindsay through the, uh, the transfer window, which I've read in the advertiser, Portsmouth are offering big wages for him. Uh, the fee wasn't so big, so we just told told him no and put phone down. Um, but I'm glad Lindsay's come in um, because he's a very, very much a bolster in midfield and he can do the job that Ollie Rathbun does. And to have two players that can do that and they're both ours and it, it just goes to show how well the recruitment's done, I think. To have two players very similar but also very different in their attitudes and approach to a game, which is... Rare for Rotherham. I haven't really seen that too much over the mm. recent years. But now that we've got more or less two players who can do the same job in the same position, but are also happy to be here and not got ump on like Kieran Sadley has had recently. Um, I think, yeah, great stuff. Welcome to Lindsay as well. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Cullen, good evening, gents. Ollie's comment, uh, commentary needs commending. Um, we had a pattern mm. here, isn't there? Joe Matic won't commentary for which game. He was super. Balas has been on a couple of times, was excellent. Um, yeah, I think all, they've all got careers lined up when they finish already. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> uh, the bad news on the night, Will, is before we talk about the goal in a minute, is Will Grigg, Will Grigg, whatever it was, an hour or so. And it was really, really good. Uh, the goal looked very close to be onside, offside, disallowed. His link up play was excellent. And then just by putting a cross in, twisted himself in a bad, a bad angle. And we're expecting him out, out for eight weeks. But it's a massive, massive blow for him that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, he, as you say, his link-up play was, was second to none. And Warney's described him uh, in his presser today as the gel holding the team together. So, uh, going to be interesting to see how we adapt to that. Um, eight weeks is a long time uh, in football, but I'm sure if we can make it to that Papa John's final, um, he'll try and be fit for that because um, he's not won at Wembley yet. Um, a couple of attempts with, uh, with Sunderland, but hopefully we can give him uh, that, that medal as well. Um, yeah, disappointing, but listen, next man up, um, Josh Coyote is uh, not a bad replacement and we, we've got Georgie and, uh, and Freddie as well. Mm. So um, not hugely concerned uh, by the options that we've got potentially to come in, uh, but disappointing for, for Griggy um, from a personal point of view. Yeah, 100%. And again, before we get on the goal, Mick, one of the exciting things before game was Georgie Kelly on the bench. And, and mm. we were very, very, very unlikely to see him. But it's still really exciting to see a new striker on bench. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I was kind of hoping we might uh, he might get a little cameo for the last five five or ten minutes. Yeah. And I, I suspect had we got a second, he might have done. But um, but yeah, it is exciting. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. He's obviously not the really match fit yet. I mean, he's like we said before. It's what is it, seven, eight, ten weeks since he's played football competitively. Um, so he's going to have to get up to speed, and he's going to have to get up to speed. Rotherham United style rather than with the greatest respect to, to, to Bohemians 
I can't imagine that their fitness regime is anything like the one that Paul Warren runs down at down at New York. So he's he's going to have a, a little bit of work cut out for him. But it's good to see him on the bench already. So fingers crossed. You never know. He uh, he might just be able to take that spot away from uh, from JJ. For me, is in poor position for it at the moment. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it's realised we've got we got father and son listening to us. We've got Steve Grundy in from Sheffield, and we've got Scott Scott Grundy, Steve's dad from Sheffield. So thank you for joining us both of you. I hope you're both in the same household watching separately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the goal itself, Danny. Um, the Rotherham United, the big long ball physical team, did the opposite of a long ball physical team. It was a really nicely worked goal uh, from everybody. And Chio can't put a good crossing to save his life. Put a really, really nice, steady crossing, and all praise to JJ. That that runs really clever, and the finish is lovely. Yeah, it is. And odd fact is that Chio has assisted 100% of KO's goals this season, <laughs> which is you know, you know players linking up. We're all for that, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watched I watched the game back on our fellow. You know, as you do um, after getting at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and I counted 14 really well-placed passes in the build-up to mm. our goal. So we're often have turned into prime Barcelona. <laughs> so, you can, so any Wednesday fans watching, you can clip that <clears throat> straight away. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really composed finish from JJ. Bear in mind he's off balance and you know he's got the pressure mm. of the defender there. It is a very well-taken finish from Gio's cross. And if anyone who's watched the vlog knows what I'm like, I'm screaming, it's JJ. Again, because now he's broken both Rotherham ducks. He's scored his first goal. Now he's scored his first league goal. And like we say, it's it's now probably his shirt to lose now that Griggs got unfortunately gone out injured. Um, and the way we've been shaping up with um, with Ladipo on the bench and bringing K, uh, JJ on in front of him, it could be Kelly, who's now main contention for that berth next to Michael Smith when KO comes off. Yeah. Um, but one comment I will say on, jo- on Georgie Kelly, his wife or his girlfriend or, <clears throat> or fiancé or whatever was actually in the away end with the Rotherham fans. And so <laughs> we, we, we've all gone hurtling down to shake his hand in, in the start of his cool down and she's just there with the biggest smile I've ever seen in my life on someone's <laughs> wife or, or whatever. Um, so there you go, Georgie, your wife is already a miller. Yes, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent news. Uh, we've got another member of, member of the Grundy family, Gav, with us as well. Hello, the Grundys. Uh, Are they all in the same house? That is the question. <laughs> can we can we just confirm well, this uh, is New York talk and not family fortunes? Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday show. small club. <laughs> <laughs> How many members of the studio audience said? <laughs> Top answer. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we, we talked about JJ on the last episode episode before, Will, about him. When he's coming on, when he comes on, he looks better. He looks calmer. He looks measured. And that, that was shown in his goal. The goal is so, so easy. That type of finish is easy to slice it wide or get too far under it, too much under it, and to slice it up at top. It deserves so much credit. It's a really, really tidy, calm finish. Yeah, I mean, it looks like we've got a guy in Josh Coyote that can do a bit of both, doesn't it? We've all been yeah. really impressed uh, recently because of his infectious ability to just chase absolutely anything. Um, but um, despite the fact that he's been on that pitch 41 minutes um, on Tuesday, the defence will definitely know that they've been in a game uh, with him all over him. Pace and power, but, um, you know, 
had the nouse to, to get in the box and a really cute finish. And I think at the start of the season, we had the option to to give him a little bit of time uh, away and and uh, that match experience mm. elsewhere from uh, from Rotherham uh, or to keep him at, at the club and to learn from the staff and uh, the players like, you know, Michael Smith and uh, and Will Grigg. And it's, it's very clear to see that um, although I didn't think it was the right choice, maybe at the start of the season, I was absolutely wrong. And, um, mm. you know, we've got this decision absolutely spot on. Mm. Yeah. Ben, what are your thoughts on, on JJ? Obviously, I don't know you weren't able to watch the game itself, but like Will's just mentioned there, it's so easy for a club to just put that alone to, let's say, Cheltenham, another League One lower league to it. It would have been so easy to pump him out there and get minutes under his belt. It looks like, and I agree, I completely agree with it, it looks like keeping him within the squad and keeping him within the Rotherham bubble seems to have progressed him into a place where he's in a good place. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> we've got Smith, who is one of the best strikers in football, right? In EFL, best striker in League One, you know what I mean. Obviously, I'm not. Yeah, I do. Like, Use your words. Yeah, um, and we've got Grig, who's a well-known League One goalscorer, and also Freddie, who's a, a lesser-known, well-known, lesser-known League One goalscorer, but, yeah. but still a, a well-known goalscorer. So you've got three strikers there, who are all very, very good in different aspects. So keeping them at the club is probably a smart decision because you learn the big. Big physical side from Smith and touch and that, and then you learn the you know the the the, the finishing side from Grig. Um, so yeah, I thought I think it's the right decision. It's obviously the right decision because he's developing, but it's just if he can keep that development going mm. and perform yeah. because that's what matters, isn't it? Performance because you don't yeah. you don't want to be saying in five years, oh, they can still develop type of thing. So mm. yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, thank you. Um, Mick, before we move on to any other areas of the pitch, uh, thoughts on the striking situation? Like, with Griggs a blow, but keeping Freddie, I know it wasn't necessarily our choice, but keeping Freddie now looks a massive stroke because we are not short at all on strikers now, even when we've got about one eight week injury. I, well, I think you're absolutely right. I think that's the answer, isn't it? We're not short on strikers. Um, and, and I would argue probably because of what's happened, Freddie remains bottom of the pile. But if 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 you've got a player of Freddie's ability at the bottom of your striking pile, if you like, you're obviously in a good place. Mm. <laughs> as, as Ben and Will have both said um, tonight and, um, and in the last podcast, Michael Smith is without doubt the, one of the best, if not the best striker in the EFL at the moment in terms of being a complete package. You know, he's it, hitting the goals, he's getting the assists and he's doing and, and the work rate that he's got is just immense. So, you know, and then we've got we've got JJ coming up behind him. We've got Freddie, and we've got um, Georgie um, Georgie Kelly as well. So, yeah, it's a blow for for Griggy because Grig's been he's been excellent. He's shown all his experience, all his guile um, that he's learned over the years to to help um, create space for for other players whilst not scoring the goals himself. I think I think I'm not sure whether there's a bit of um, what, I don't know what the right word is. A bit of um, bluff from uh, from Warning when he says he's the glue that holds the team together because he's not not by any stretch of anybody's imagination. Uh, yeah, he's been important to the team, but he ain't the glue that holds it together. Um, so whether he's trying to um, just throw up a bit of a smoke screen there or what, I don't know. But uh, it's going to be a miss for us 
but we'll fill these boots. Uh, it's just a shame for it's more of a shame for him than it is yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah, I think you're fair. Um, one of the well, the thing that really won this game, obviously, we scored one goal, Danny, but they never looked like scoring, and we have, we have to doff our caps to the defensive performance once again because we just suffocated them. But that from from well, we had a lot of the ball, but that's because that's because we defended so well. We just didn't allow them any time, any moments on the ball. And that goes from the defence into the midfield. I thought we were just almost faultless again from a defensive point of view. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. It was quite similar to the Donny game. We sort of just kept them just at arm's length and not really let them have a really good shot on target. I think Vickers could have sat down and had a cup of tea, to be fair. He wasn't really needed. Um, yeah, and that's what we've done away from home this season. We have limited teams to probably only a few chances. You know, there's a reason we've only conceded five away. This season, which is still an insane stat to read. Five goals conceded away from home. <laughs> Only five. And how many away games have we played? <clears throat> About 15, 15, 16 or so. Like that, it must be at least that, yeah. We've conceded five, you know. And, and to match that up, we're very good at home 15. as well. Yeah, 15. So five, five goals conceded in 15 games. Wow. Um, but then again, it is down to the hard work of the defence. And again, we all... I think a few other fans had probably a little mini panic attack when uh, when we saw that Woody was suspended, Icky was out injured, um, you know, in a bit of a oh, what we're going to do. But you know, it, it it just goes like goes to show our defensive depth that even though we had our main captain out, we were still very solid with three players who well with Icky started more than the, the other two, but two that haven't really been in the starting eleven as much as the rest. But we still put in a shift. You know, and I think it goes to show our um, our depth, our friendship of friendship of the squad as well to all have each other's back, but also everybody's desire to do well for the team. You know, it's almost as if we've shifted out the people who didn't want to play as part of the team, other than Freddie, because now offers came in. But we've got rid of sadly, we've got rid of Tilt, and the rest of rest of the squad want to be here. So you're sort of mucking mm. for your mates, and I think that's what we've done in defence more than anything. We're there for each other, and we put the bodies on the line. You now, unfortunately, Woody got sent off for doing that, even though it was never a handball. And <laughs> And I I have proof to back this up because the yeah um, Danny have these mate. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 have, I have evidence for this. I explained the situation to the um, to the last who was sat next to me on the Wimbledon podcast, who was a qualified referee. I explained the situation. She went, "Yeah, I think he's got it wrong." There you go. <laughs> there you go. Case closed. Done. It wants an I, I, I explained to somebody at work who also weren't there, and they said that as well. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't a referee though, were they? <laughs> no, true. Yeah, um, Icky was again very, very good in the second three. I want to single out Matic again for some praise, though, Will, because he's barely played this year. What four or five league games, if that? And he's come in, into the league games anyway and been superb against Donny. You were brilliant, and again on, on Tuesday, he's just not putting anything wrong, and that just shows the experience of a guy. Want to talk about muscle memory? And he just comes in and just knows his job, and that's how he does it. Yeah, of course. Obviously, he's, he's very well drilled in terms of uh, what Warney expects by this point. And uh, from a defensive point of view, didn't put a foot wrong, um, as you mentioned. I just I just want to touch actually on uh, on the tactical side of this game because yeah. I think we're not actually giving Warney and his coaching staff enough credit. If I'm honest, I think first half. Typically, I said that they, they set up in a four-two-three-one, and they actually set up with a three at the back, 
um, on uh, on Tuesday, which I think for them was probably detrimental to their what they can do going forward. But for us, caused a few issues in that first half. And I don't think we moved the ball anywhere near quick enough uh, into those wide areas. And although we kept a, a set-piece threat, I don't think we probably did enough to, to warrant winning the game first half, if I'm completely honest. Whatever Warney said at half-time, and his staff, of course, really worked because we moved the ball out uh, much quicker to the wings. And I think uh, Ferguson and Ogbené both had a lot more joy. And the off-the-ball movement from Lindsay in the lead-up to the goal, uh, which won't really be talked about, is one of the reasons that we were 1-0 up uh, really, really strong from from him. So, um, you know, uh, from from listening to uh, the AFC Wimbledon manager's um, post-match interview, he said that they really struggled to play through the counter-press because we like to keep teams in one area. Um, and they had a little bit of threat through Ayuba Sal uh, down our, our, uh, our left at some point, down their uh, left at some points. But I didn't feel at any point that they were really going to score, if I'm honest. Um, so, so yeah, uh, from from a coaching point of view and tactically, got it spot on. Mm. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and Steve Cooper mentions over to the midfield three to make uh, midfield three were excellent. Dan Barless is just doing Dan Barless again. He's just he, he's talking about Grigby and everything holds it together. Dan Barless was one of the ones that holds it all together, and it was once again just fantastic. It is immense, and it is absolutely immense. And the thing about it is, as well, if you take so, so what some teams will come and do, they'll come and try and take Dan Barless out of the game by you know, marking him out of the game or whatever. But then you've just got Ben Wiles, you've got you've got you've got Lindsay, Jamie Lindsay, you've got Ollie Rathbone, all of whom can do can do what Dan Barlasser does, not as well by any stretch, but they can all slot into that position and do the same job. Um yeah, but but he is one on his own, isn't he? He is one on his own. Um and I know this probably should come a bit later in the show, but he is the best midfielder in this division. No question. No debate. Don't take anybody else over him. No argument. Well, there is, I mean, as, as, as Rotherham United supporters, we, we've watched him for the whole season, you know, and we've seen what he's what he's capable of, and he can he can pull those strings wherever you want, wherever you want him to pull it, and he can also pull a screamer out of the bag as well. Um, he is the complete package as far as that sitting holding midfielding midfielder slash quarterback um, anywhere in this league. Anywhere. Unbelievable player. Far, far, far too good to be playing for Rotherham United. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though, isn't right. it? It is, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to have a word for Ben Wiles as well, Danny, because, again, I thought it was excellent. It's two games in a row where, we, where he's sort of shone. Um, he's just... he's just When he's at his best, he's just a ball of energy that's brilliant on ball. And he's so difficult for defenders to deal with. Yeah, he is. And he had a good crack at bowl as well, which he very nearly scored, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say about Ben Wiles, is there? <laughs> I mean, you've, you've took the words straight out of the mouth with that one. He is one of... It's, it's weird because Rotherham have probably four of the best midfielders in this division, yet some other teams claim they've got the best midfielder in the division. He's like, no, lads, we've got the we've got the whole package. That's why we don't con- we've probably conceded 18 in the whole season, you know. Um, I mean, and I mean, one player struggled to one of our former players struggled in the midfield of another team 
um, who supposedly got the best midfielder in the league. Um, and now that he's gone, they've all been singing the other players' praises, to be fair, even though it, it seems like he's been there for 100 years. Um, but yeah, but with Ben Wiles, because he's got the element of youth on his side, and this is what me and Will said on the podcast, because they had uh, the Wimbledon podcast, because they highlighted Ben Wiles as like one of our most key players. He is just coming into his own this season. He's his, <clears throat> excuse me, he's his best professional season as well as a footballer. And this season, he's really showing what he's all about. And he's just crying out for him to bag an absolute screamer again, isn't it? And yeah. you Do never know. There's, there's a game coming soon. You never know. <laughs> yeah. very, much, very much so. Um, Baza with one of the great points of the night. Great to see Angus McDonald get a run out. And it might have only been 10 minutes or so. But, Will, first game since Cardiff last year that he's come on and played minutes for. Just an amazing moment for to see him back up pitching in our shirt. Yeah, to be honest, uh, an emotional moment, I think, probably mm. for all involved, not only as mm. fans um, and, and coaching staff, but also um, for Angus himself. And I'm sure uh, the raucous reception that he received uh, for the time that he were on um, you know, would have been really well received by Angus as well. It's been a really tough ride for him, on it? And just to see him back out there to get the reception that he, uh, to get the, that reception is just incredible. And one, he spoke about him in his presser today, saying that he's a leader of the team. And I think probably when he's fit, he's probably the second best uh, centre-back that we've got at the club. So, um, you know, really good to see him back. Uh, and when he had that volley um, from the yeah. immediate uh, set-piece, how willing it to, to oh, fly yeah. in off a defender and, and going well, back imagine. in there. Unfortunately not, but yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, he had an eventful few first minutes, didn't he? he? Nearly he had that volley and then got kicked <laughs> in the face. Two minutes later. <laughs> the story of a uh, defender. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not the things you look forward to when you. Well, it's the things you would have almost missed that battle and that fight. I can only imagine. Um, yeah, brilliant seeing back up pitching. If we keep picking up injuries, it won't be long till we're back in team full time. Um, so, like, where Art Wilson, I agree, is one of the best defenders we've got. So, um, just about done. Is there anything else you want to pick up? Are there any points we've missed? Any chances? Any individual performances that we need, we need to mention? I think we've just about covered it. Record I just want to touch, if I can, on where this mm. leaves us. So, oh yeah, the obvious, the obvious <laughs> stat is that we're now nine points clear of, of Wigan uh, and three games in hand on them. But um, five three eight, um, who are a, a data and analysis website, predicts now that we are ninety two percent likely of promotion, uh, with seventy percent uh, like like chance to uh, win the league as well and that's based around the statistics that we've put together so far uh, and then the running analysis as well so they've got us at potentially uh, 93 points overall so yeah great place to be at the moment yeah so we sit and nine points at a Wigan they've got three games and to us and we play them next Friday we're nine points clear of McDonald's in third but we have a game in hand to them um, we're sitting on 65 points after 30 games. We are in a ridiculously good position. I got giddy on after after game on Tuesday. I've done some research and basically, what, what at what points total do you need to get up? And 90 points will see you promoted. It's only twice in the entire history of the EFL in all three leagues since three points <coughs> 90 points not been enough to get you up. Um, so 90 points is going to see us promoted. So we need 25 points, but in the in the remaining 16 games. Which, if you look at how many points we've got so far, is entirely doable. 
but, and it's a big but, football's a funny old game. We could get 10 more points and drop out of playoffs. I don't think it'll happen, but that could happen. Um, it's an amazing position, Danny. And it, it's difficult. I'm finding it really difficult not to get too giddy and not to get ahead of itself because the position is just amazing. Anybody offer you this, you would just wouldn't believe your luck, would you? And we can't believe his luck. No. No, especially as a Rotherham fan where, you know, we haven't really had a sniff of going up as league champions for best part of 20 years now, isn't it? Mm. Um, and again, I got a little bit too hyper about looking at the league table. And I think we need 12 wins from our last 16 to go up with 100 points, which, you know, which would be amazing because the only team that's ever really come close to that, if you calculate three points for a win, is the 1950-51 squad. And I feel like I've mentioned that squad a million times on this podcast now. But that's that's the sort of level we're talking about. But with that squad, I think they would have gone up with something ridiculous like 116 points. But <laughs> if, you, if you calculate three points for a win, which is like ridiculous. Okay. Um, so we, we, we can't do that, obviously. No. Um, but if we keep doing what we're doing and we keep our goals conceded as low as it is um, and keep our goals for as high as it is, and see out games the way we've been seeing them out and keep scoring goals and etc. Why not? You know, it comes to that, to that thing of why not? And I mean, some noisy people over in South Barnsley might say that the next game is our cup final, but I'm more concentrating on the uh, on the Friday game against Wigan because then that's another. Mm. If we get if we get three points against Wigan, that's another pushback to to the team in second. And yeah. really, to focus on just one game in this last sixteen running isn't what we need to do. We need to say, right, take every game as a cup final. 16 cup final, probably including another two in, in the pizza trophy. What can we do with it? It's in our court. It's, the ball is in nobody else's court. Everybody else is playing catch-up. We need to focus on what we're doing and see where it takes us. It's like Warney said, that he put some sort of inspirational quote in the paper about life is full of you know great, great expectations and great things happening and this, that and the other. And that's our season. This could be everybody's season, not just the fans, but the players. You know, when are you going to get a chance to play at Wembley again? When are you going to get a chance to win a league title again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Just go for it. You know what I mean? That's that's my mentality behind it. Just go for it. If we don't get it, we don't get it. You know, don't matter. But if when you've got the chance to go for it, you go for it. And I think yeah. that should be everybody's mentality now, except when you get the opportunity to run on a football pitch, that's when you don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't do yeah, that. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, our points per game, if our points per game continues at the same rate, we will, we are set for 99 points. Obviously, again, that's that's all average, average out and things like that. But with that far into the season, it's, sort of, it's starting to be relevant. It's not 10 games in where it, it's pointless. 30 games in is a, is a good marker. Um, Mick, you're the old head amongst us. Um, I think, although I think you and Ben are as negative as each other, but where do you uh, sit on the um, giddiness of our current position? Yeah, it's, it's it's a very, very pleasant place to be, isn't it? Sitting down, looking, sitting there, looking down on everybody else um, with a gaming hand to a lot of them as well. So, uh, big gap in there. There is a big gap. Uh, you need to be careful of that gap. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's a great place to be. Great place to be, mate. Yeah, it is. And it starts, uh, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ben, we, me and Mick talked about this on Tuesday after game that 
if this was let's let's put Wigan in our position, we're to, we're saying that they're gone. We're saying don't worry about top of the league. They're nine points yeah. clear. That's not our fight. Because we're in that position, I don't feel like I can say that. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I, I've never been in this position, so <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Uh, we're always chasing, not not being mm. chased. So it's weird. It's it's very weird. Uh, it's exciting. It's weird. It's just I don't know, but it's just something that gets you happy after you look at the league table. It just makes you happy. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? It's it's going to be interesting because if they win all their games in hand, which I doubt they will, to be fair, but it's going to be the first time where it's like we're neck and neck for the. It's like neck and neck for a title. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. like. Do you know what I mean? That's like stuff you write. Obviously, it's yeah. League One. It's stuff for dreams, isn't it? But yeah, it's League One, like, but it's still, it's still for, for league titles, league title, big league titles, league title. That's very, yeah. that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yes, it is. Right, we're gonna have a very quick break. Uh, I was here from our Manscaped sponsors, Manscaped, uh, and then we're gonna have a quick chat about um, somebody's cup final. What's happening on Sunday? Back in a sec. So it's my month to tell you all about how amazing Manscaped is, and it is. But I felt like Ben's advert was too much of a masterpiece to throw in the bin just yet. So, take it away, Ben. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the Performance Package. Which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls, so they they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower it comes with a little light, uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on, so it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. If you want to join Ben and over 4 million men worldwide who already have Manscaped, go to manscaped.com using code NYT at checkout for 20% off free shipping. And Ben highly recommends it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you decided to do was just leave me in there looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly Mate. what I thought. Yeah, I didn't even leave your bit at the end. Wait, look, you actually said uh, something. You yeah. were just sat there. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of myself when I thought of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So as I said, I said before that it's Sunday afternoon is a cup final. You know, when Top League comes to your home ground, it's always like a cup final. So you can only imagine how what they're feeling coming into the game and how big it is for them. Sorry, um, sorry, just doing sort of. Been, jo- been joined by my new friend just for, <laughs> just for this section. Good pick, good boy. Good you, you stay there, good boy. Good pick is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> right, Sheffield Wednesday on Sunday, Mick. Um, it's a derby, but it's not a derby. But it is a derby. I, I'm confused about, about their Twitter feed to go into here. Um, Thoughts Sorry if we offend on... anybody, by the way, for calling it a derby when it's not a derby, but it technically is a derby. But we're not playing derby, we're playing Chef Wednesday. So, so if we offend anybody. 
Yeah, don't West call it a derby, Mick. Mick, don't call it a derby. We <laughs> do not call it a derby. It's not a derby. Um, how how big a game? In, 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 well, the question all Sheffield Wednesday fans want to know, and they do, how big a game is this for us? Well, I mean, you, you look back at the season, you look, at, you look back at what we've managed to achieve this season already, um, where we are in the league, um, and 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 the and the sort of development that's happened throughout the squad, you know, throughout across the season, has all been building towards this weekend. You know, it it, it it's become uh, well, it's been a focal point, hasn't it? You know, since since August, um, we've we've been working towards recreating those more special moments that we've had um, over there, and 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 it's just about everything. Everything now is about Sunday. You know, this is what we've been working towards. And I, for me, it's the biggest game, the biggest game we've ever had. Um, you know, it's, it's more than a cup final. It's, it's, it's more important than a cup final. It's more important than life itself, really. Um, I, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm apprehensive. <laughs> um, because because the, the bottom line is, you know, that, you know, if we lose... We'll never, ever, ever be able to show our face in Rotherham again because obviously that's where all Wednesday fans live. So it's going to be very, very difficult for us to uh, to even show our, raise our heads in our own town. So, mate, I am so nervous for this. This is massive, absolutely massive. Where have I heard that before? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, big in it, huge. Mind the gap. <laughs> very good, mate. Very, very good. Oh, gosh. <coughs> right. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're so beautiful, yeah. Sled, mate. Very well said. What I would say is just one more thing I would add to that. In, in well, all seriousness, I, I'm obviously ticket Mickey. Win, lose, or draw is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant from a genuinely, from a Rotherham United point of view, from a, a team point of view, from a league position point of view. We, we can afford to lose this game. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in a league position, league position where or we can afford to lose a game or two. Yeah. Um, and one of the things at this stage of the season is trying to match your results from previous in the season. If you're in this position, you've got good results. We lost to them last time. Obviously, we, we, improvement on that would be amazing. But it's all about just match, almost matching. So the loss wouldn't be the end of the world. But you don't want to lose. Um, to them, uh, Danny, um, as, as Lee McGarry said, put Dale Darby aside, very excited for the game as I am. How many tickets sold? We sold 3,000 plus again, aren't we? We shall only yeah. do it next 24 to 40 hours. Yeah, we, we've sold, I think it's roughly 3,300, and we've got the allocation that takes it above 4,000. Um, so we've sold more than Wednesday did way, and it's regardless of stadium size or anything to do with that, or the fact that Sheffield's got four times the population of Rotherham. Well, yeah, we've sold more tickets, so victory is ours in it. Um, but I will admit that probably Wednesday is one of the best days of the week. I will admit that at one point I did think about supporting Wednesdays, but only because they used to do chocolate cake and chocolate custard at primary school. That's the only time the thought has crossed my mind. Um, but yeah, it is a very exciting game, more because we don't really have the situation where the biggest club in South Yorkshire are 13 points behind us and six places. I think the last time we were in any sort of position like this was in the 13-14 when we were a few points above Sheffield United and we got into the playoffs and they didn't. Um, if anyone wants to reply in the comments, when was the last time we finished above Sheffield Wednesday? 
wait, actually, no, it was last season. When we finished Wolf Chef Wednesday in the League One season, shall I say, uh, please comment down below. We'll, we'll have to wait and see when that was because I have no idea. Um, but yeah, it is exciting, and we have got both tiers of the away ends as well. So some clubs haven't even managed that this season. There was a bit of chatter about the police closing the Leppings Lane bottom tier uh, because mm. of our uh, pitch invasion exploits. They've now backtrack on that and given us the extra seven fifty. Um, so yeah, I think Hillsborough will be bouncing, but hopefully it'll be our bounce that isn't killed, unlike what someone did to their bounce a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Ben, you're back for this first game in a couple of weeks for you because of your London exploits. Um, it's a derby. You, you missed the you missed the Donny game, so yeah. this is obviously the first away derby of the season. It's going to be an immense atmosphere, and any derby, whether it's Pigs or Donny or whatever, it's just a good game to look forward to. They've just it's a derby game, isn't it? Yeah, is it? I mean, obviously it's what. Well, yeah, I mean, I, regardless <laughs> of what, regardless of what they think, I think it's a derby. Um, and you know that's kind of what sports is for, derbies, local derbies. Yeah, I mean, you hate it when you lose, you love it when you win. It's kind of the whole point, isn't it? Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, I hope, I hope that doesn't. Yeah, I hope that. Yeah, I hope we don't lose. I just don't want to lose because I just don't want to lose. I don't like losing, and yeah, especially mm. to Wednesday. But. I think we've got a good chance. I think it's going to be a good game because they're, they're. I think I saw something um, early about the form table. I think us and them are third. I think we've, we've. I think in the last six games, we've both won five and lost one or drawn one. Lost one, I think. They've won four remember. in a row. We won five in a row. We had conceded. I think they've yeah. won four in a row. We had conceded. Uh, our uh, forms are very similar and very good. Mm. So it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be a good game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Thoughts on Sunday? Just we'll talk about the sort of tactics and and how we're going to set up, how I think they're going to set up. Um, but how much are you looking forward to? The big it looks like Will's tonight? gone to dark side. To be honest, I just <laughs> want to apologise because it looks like I can't afford to pay my electric, but there is a light on. I promise. Um, yeah. Um, in terms of the game, I, I'm not as emotionally invested in. If I'm completely honest, I'm more focused on yeah. on what we can do within the season. So for me. Not particularly asked about Wednesday. Ask uh, Wednesday can do whatever they want to do, and for us, it'll be a really, really difficult game. Um, you know, and something's got to give because they've only conceded ten goals at home, and we've obviously only conceded ten, sorry, five goals away. So mm. something's going to happen. Um, I think they're probably going to match us up um, three, five, two, um, and they've had a lot more success since Sam Hutchinson's come back into their their back line and they've signed uh, Jordan's story as well. Um, mm. But I am, uh, I have been made aware uh, midweek uh, that the game against Wigan would have taken quite a lot out of them. So it'll be interesting to see whether they sit in um, and and really try and pick us apart after that 70th minute part mark or whether they come for us nice and early on through the pace of Mendes, Lang and, and such like uh, of that. Um Lots of a key players to knock around, and obviously the main one is, is Bannon. Everyone knows about Bannon, but they've been at the best this season when Luongo's played because he is the sitter mm. in their midfield. He's the guy that gives uh, the likes of Byers and um, and Bannon the license to go forward and, and be creative and, and create those opportunities. So, going to be a difficult one um, at the moment. Uh, five. 
3-8 has them as the biggest threats to the automatic places, um, suggesting that they're now a 22% chance of being promoted. So, um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the fact that, um, you know, Hillsborough is an absolute hellhole in it and um, and uh, the pitch won't be great. Um, and if it's going to be one of those games where um, it'll be a goal that nicks it either way, 1-0 or an absolute bore fest for me. Yeah, I'll come to predictions of it. I'm leaning towards the ball fest. Um, twice for you. Um, yeah, I think because it's t- time of season, Ben. If we were playing them in August, like we were, that were a big game because it were early on in season. But now priorities have shifted. You play somebody in February when you're in our situation. The priority is the league rather than bragging rights of a of a of some people in it. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you've got to get your priorities straight. I know it's. It's very hard to get caught up in the derby day. Fun. Uh, what's the word? The Fun. Fun. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Fun. But, you know, we've got to put it into perspective. Um, I don't want to do it as a fan because it's boring, isn't it? But as a player and as a team, you've got to put it in perspective that, you know, you just, you don't want to go into any stupid challenges and get Addison sent off or injured because... You don't want to mess it up, you know what I mean? I'd rather draw than lose, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, yeah. So, rather draw than lose, trying to go for glory. So, yeah. yeah. Still going to be fun, though. <laughs> Should be fun. Well, it's going to be... F- you're going to be talking to almost 4,000 fans anywhere. Anywhere, that's just fun, isn't it? That's just what you mm. want. That's what football's all about. Um, and thankfully, their ticket price are semi-reasonable this year, so it's, that's why we, we're going to get such a, such a good away following. Um, and we play after everybody else. So you got to bear in mind that we play Sunday, Wigan, everybody else plays Saturday, so we'll know what everybody else has done. Um, and because we're ahead anyway, that puts us in a really, really good position for me. Um, I was looking back, looking back, thinking about the game back in August, Mick. And I know Sheffield Wednesday are a good team, and I know they've got some very, very good players. But looking back now, we showed them too much respect at the time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did. I mean, we had, we had the issue. This was early on with Chio going off, which kind of upset the balance of the team anyway. Um, it was very early in the season. The team had not quite started gelling together, had they, at that point. Um, we had the Fleetwood debacle, which I can't... Was that the week after or the week before? Just I can't after. remember. Just after. Yeah, a couple of weeks after. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and from that point on, 21 games unbeaten and, and away we went, you know. So... Um, I, I, yeah, maybe we did show him a bit too much respect, but I don't necessarily think that was because it was a derby or because of who it was. I just think more that the team wasn't quite um, in the same place that they are now and, and have been for the last uh, five or six months or three, three or four months, sorry. So, yeah, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but I don't think they're going to get any respect on, on Sunday. I think they'll get treated the, the, the same way that every other team gets treated. Um, and that'll basically just be relentless work for ninety-five hundred minutes, however, uh, however long we end up playing. So, um, they, if if listen, if Wednesday are going to come away with anything out of the game on Sunday, they are going to have to work for it, and they're going to have to work harder probably than they've worked all season. Um, and if they do, good luck to them. Whatever. Ultimately, and and I know this is I know in all seriousness. The biggest game we've got coming up at the moment is a week on Friday at home to Wigan. Mm. That is the key game for us 
looking looking yeah. at the next sort of three or four fixtures. Um, you know, this one winning this one would just be just be gravy, really, wouldn't it? It would, but if you look at it, if, if say we get this is all theoretical, we can win Saturday, we lose, we can play again on Tuesday. Yeah. So when we play Wigan again, we could only be three points ahead of them. Yeah. Um, all yeah. ifs and buts, maybe, and everything else, but let's match what we got. Um, the last time out against against Wednesday, Danny, again, we sort of we we put a lot of emphasis on Barry Bannon. Uh, not as a podcast, I mean, on the pitch at the minute. We'll talk about that, I suppose, in a minute. But Jamie, we essentially just said to Jamie Lindsay, go stand next to him. Don't Wherever Barry Bannon goes, you go. And mm. it did a good job. Barry Bannon didn't have any impact on the game at all, but it did impact us. It, it took Jamie Lindsay's positives on the ball away. Um, do you think we'll see a similar sort of tactic? Or what, what do you reckon? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um yeah. We should be asking Warren if this, not me. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, possibly we could see something similar. Um, but, I don't know, maybe we could stick Ben Wiles on him and let him bite him or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but like, like we say, I think <clears throat> possibly with uh, with Lindsay marking Bannon, yeah, it takes away his positivity on the ball, but we mar- we effectively marked him out the game. Mm. Um <clears throat> And Wednesday's goals, excuse me, I've got a really bad cough. <coughs> so I'm singing Angus McDonald's name at Wimbledon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but we, we sort of limited their chances. The only reason they sort of got goals was from a mistake from Victor and um, I believe a defensive right, error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they weren't miles better than us last time. I mean, it weren't like men against boys, mm-hmm. but, you know, they just took the chances. And I think if we are able to do that, on Sunday, we could, we could win the game easily as well, possibly. But it's all hinges on that taking chances, which more recently we have been doing. You know, like when whenever there's a, a shot at goal, it doesn't matter what position you play, and you have a go, could go in, could not. Um, but yeah, just just take chances a little bit. If we take a chances, we could win very easily. But with both, well, virtually everyone said they'll be out to frustrate us, and we're wanting an improvement to. The last game against us, um, but I don't know. Hillsborough seems to be a good hunting ground for us recently. Um, I really hope that was someone's chair that just made that noise. But yeah, but this, this is the thing that uh, I've been um, uh, fascinated with in my brain. Right, Georgie Kelly comes on for KO'd whatever minute. Added time he scores and jumps into away end. We are fans. Picture that. Picture that. Yeah. That that would be incredible. It won't happen, but it will be incredible. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, that covers everything really. Um, but one thing I would like to see is Woody's first win as Rotherham captain at Hillsborough because he says he's never had that, oh, and Matt Crooks sort of stole his glory <laughs> last time. <laughs> um, so now he's sort of like he's able to do it, and I really hope he does do it, and I really hope he gets in the face of somebody because we know what Woody's like. He does like a, a bit of a, a finesse episode with some players, doesn't he? <laughs> it's just a shame it won't be Lewis Wing this time, but I really hope. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just hope Woody gets stuck in this time. Not so much though. Not 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 red card stuck in Woody, you know. But just like a good a good stuck. I hope everyone does. To be fair. I hope we make the game as hard as possible for them because we know what they're going to do it to us. Um, nil-nil written all over it now, aren't it? 
Yeah, <laughs> but I would just like to highlight a comment good. that I saw a second ago about how I'm wearing the wrong shirt again. So, yes, it's my fault yes. if we lose. Uh, but the last time I said that, we beat Donny 5 0. So. Oh, so maybe we're not going to lose. <laughs> I don't know. I, I will take the blame if we do lose because I'm wearing the wrong shirt. We'll mm, let's see. <laughs> no, own it. If we beat Donny 5 0, that means we've got a very comfortable Sunday afternoon coming. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, thing about Warney is, Will, that he knows how to get players up for games. And as much as they don't like it, it is a derby. And Paul Warren knows it's a derby. And he will get his players sufficiently up for this game. We can sit here and say, oh, it doesn't matter. It'd be nice to win, but it doesn't matter. But that's not, <laughs> Paul Warren's not having that conversation, is he, really? No, I mean, uh, rivalries have changed significantly um, over the last sort of 20 years or so. So for players, there is less less uh, less feeling towards a derby, I would suggest. But if you read the social media, it doesn't take a lot for you to, to understand that for the fans, this actually is quite a big game for them. So uh, for me, the, the team talks there. Um, just essentially have a quick look at the uh, the social media, see what everyone's saying and uh, and take it all in and, and go from there. Hmm. I've always got to Barlas to make, he mentioned that on, on the, the lockdown game, that hmm. Warney does, you know, he just knows how to get, he does actually the right things in, he makes the players understand that, yeah, I assume he did the same with Donny game because they came out flying, didn't they? Hmm. You've got to assume it was a similar sort of conversation really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced with the, the size of the crowd home and away uh, on Sunday that he's going to really need to get them up for it too no. much. Um, and we don't want them up for it too much, do we? We want them to have their heads in the game, not heads anywhere else other than um, doing what they've been doing every week. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see. He's, he's, he is a, a fantastic manager, a manager of football, a football team and a manager of people as well. Um, so he will know the right thing to do um, with 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 different players and, and it, to get them in the right headspace to to play a, a football league game, which is essentially what it is. That's oh, and a cup is. final. Sorry, sorry. Cup <laughs> final. Cup yeah, final. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember when when top of league comes to your comes to your ground, it's like a cup final. Just go remember yeah, that. Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jamie appreciates the pig. Thank you very much, Jamie. Pig behind myself. If you leave, audio listeners will not know what we're talking about. Uh, so apologies, <laughs> I've got a pig behind me. Danny's got his pig. Um, Andy Glaze is the pig a reference to Wednesday. It might be. Oh, yes. <laughs> might be. <laughs> why, why? What happened on Wednesday? <laughs> um, Donald asks, asks us, will we be on on Sunday night? Uh, yes, we had ummed and ahed about this because Monday, we we're going to do it later, but Monday's Valentine's Day and Mick wants to spend the evening with his wife, I think. So we're going to still do it Sunday. Um, <laughs> Go on, you can pull your funny okay. face if you want. Your I wife it mentioned it, not mine. I thought it was. I thought it was because it was Super Bowl on Sunday night. Mm. Anyway, whatever. What time are we doing? Are you... I mean, what time is it now, mate? <laughs> Probably the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? We'll do it. We'll do it that time. I have a horrible feeling that Sunday night I may still be in the pub, depending <laughs> on the results. So if I if I if I come on Sunday night absolutely battered at Kimmy Park after we've beaten Wednesday, I do apologise. Um, <laughs> but we'll wait. That is slurring his words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Last time we played a Mick, you made loads of comments and you got yourself in all sorts of nonsense. Mm. Uh, but we raised some money for charities. That's what I was reporting yeah, to point yeah. out. We raised five hundred quid for Roman Hospice. 
Uh, would you like to say anything else uh, to wind some people up, or have you, think, have you done your bit for now? Well, for, what I would like to say is thank you, a massive, massive thank you to Barry Bannon for the, the shirt mm. they donated, mm. um, which was which was a, a wonderful gesture. Um, and we raised, I, I can't remember how much it was, 800 quid. Uh, for, uh, for for Rotherham Hospice, so it, it it was it was fantastic. Um, no, I've got. I, I mean, we've got bigger fish to fry now, haven't we? In all seriousness, we've got we've got our eyes on on something past. Um, you know, a, a, a tin pot local derby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> God, I, I, I can hear the screen record being pressed on so many phones right now. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I reckon all computer shops in Rotherham have sold out of any equipment, recording equipment, in preparation for this podcast, mate. All Wednesday fans will bought it all up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know you said that. I know you said all computer shops in Rotherham because all yeah. computer shops in Sheffield will be United fans, won't it? So. <laughs> Uh, uh, Donna's going to get you some shots for breakfast on Sunday morning, Danny. Uh, I don't think you'll be the only person on Sunday having uh, having shots for breakfast. To be honest with you, I, I mean, I'm uh, going to be at Kimmy Park for about nine o'clock. So, oh dear. <laughs> <clears throat> but one thing, one thing I will yeah. say though is it is, is a dry bus going to um, going to Hillsborough from Kimmy Park, um, just because we know what South Yorkshire Police is going to be like. You know, they, they tend mm. to not like so with not giving us the allocation initially. They know, even they know how big this game is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Shots for breakfast. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, talking of fan resmic, you made your five live radio five live debut on on Tuesday night. <laughs> talking about um, fan behaviour, didn't you? Uh, we didn't put this out. We'd like to have, tell everybody what happened. Uh, uh, yeah, that was it. You've just told everybody. That was it. <laughs> um, yeah, Colin Murray was did an hour on on. Um, whether there's a rise in um, disorder at football matches, whether it's you know whether it's increased over recent months, years, whatever, um, and obviously because of because of the clowns that we've had at some of our our games in the last three or four matches, um, they obviously wanted somebody in from Rotherham. Uh, curiously, the others were Leeds, which I get obviously dirty Leeds, uh, and the other two were Norwich and Watford. Which I didn't think the Norwich was not, strange. Yeah, no, I'm not entirely sure unless they both work for BBC. I don't know. Who knows? Um, <laughs> We're so, eleven o'clock yeah. on Tuesday night, so there won't be many exactly. people available. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I, I've not had any requests for autographs yet, or for a reappearance on BBC. So strangely enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I would say is, Colin Murray is very complimentary of Rotherham United and very complimentary yes. of. Um, of, of Warney and Tony Stewart, um, and 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 very sympathetic for a, for a, a member of the media, very sympathetic towards the situation at Rotherham at the moment, or, or the problems that we've had. So, which which is nice. Yeah, what I would say, I think it's important to point out, we're on Sky on Sunday. I'm not looking forward to being on Sky because of the coverage in general that we get. When we're on Quest, I know they've got to because of the EFL show, but the EFL coverage is very very good. They're very, they're very knowledgeable. They get the guys on. From that, the top twenty is it podcast? Yeah, they they, they get mm-hmm. they get people on and know what they're talking about. And Colin, <clears> Colin <throat> Murray, as you mentioned, clearly takes an interest in what he's producing and, and what he's presenting. Uh, whereas that doesn't, that's not always the case with Sky Sports with certain presenters and co-commentators. So that's hats off to Colin Murray and every request. Mm-hmm. 
We don't often we don't often praise national media, but I, I feel like they are quite good at what they do. Um, so I suppose mm. we should mention that. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, ben, I was going to ask you a question. I've completely got Darren Drysdale, referee. The Darren Drysdale is the referee for Sunday. Uh, he only notable thing for him is he was the guy that squared up to Alan Judge for Ipswich last season. Um, he did well last season already. Yeah, we did. It was good. Um, he refed us at Cheltenham. Uh, from what I remember, he had a, he had a pretty mm. solid game, uh, from what I recall. I think mm. I'm watching it, I'm quite impressed. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um, well, what do you expect from us? We know Wood is coming back in. Uh, and we know that Greg will come out. And you, you I, I assume you expect to see JJ, the two big changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, Wood is obviously going to come back into into the side. Um, and I guess with, uh, with Harding now... He will have played three games. If he starts on uh, on uh, Sunday, a question would be: Would you then possibly ease Angus back into the action? Uh, probably not um, for for that one. Uh, but hopefully, uh, see him on uh, on the corresponding Tuesday, um, and then um, yeah, I mean Ferguson's going to keep his place. I would imagine. Uh, would expect Rathbone to come back into the side. It doesn't sound like his, his back injury is as as bad as uh, as uh, as it was Tuesday, so he'll probably come back in and then Coyote into the uh, the top side. You you asked me a, a question earlier about the um, the team talk. I think Josh Smith has posted in the uh, the uh, comments saying uh, about Wilesy and he won't need to get up for it. I would probably just let Wilesy take the uh, take the uh, team talk and tell him what it means to Robin <laughs> fans because that's who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think you bang on. Um, Will mentions there, Danny, that he thinks uh, Rothman will come back in uh, for Lindsay um, if he's fully fit, which is a, a big if, but you assume he will be. Um, that's the only question, really. The other two sort of pick themselves, JJ and Woody, coming back in. That's the real, only real question in that, 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 that one spot in midfield. Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. And I mean, he did travel down to. Uh, to Wimbledon just in case his back did ease up. Unfortunately, it didn't, so he was on comms. Well, depending on how you look at that. Um, but yeah, but it sounds like he's had a bit of rest and <clears throat> could potentially come back into it if it all all is well with his back. Like we said at the start of the podcast, for us, it doesn't really matter because they're both equally as, done, equally as good at the job that they do in midfields. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, if, if Rathbun's fit enough, I can see him coming into it because I think a player with his... Um, how do I put it? His energizer bunniness. <laughs> so you know, yeah. it, it would possibly terrorize the Wednesday back line, and his constant running would probably breach their midfield as well. Um, so yeah, I could see Rathbun coming back into it. I think up front, I think KO'd will probably start. Um, but if not, I think enough time has passed to probably welcome Laddie Poe in with sort of semi. Open arms <clears throat> with a little bit of antipodation about it, but yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to quote Ben here because I honestly have no idea. I'm not a football manager, so I'll leave it to Warney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one way to get back in the fans' good books for Freddie. If it comes on Sunday mm. and scores another late winner, all's forgiven. <laughs> um, yeah. Ben, I feel like we've barely spoke to you tonight. Uh, you've been quiet. I've seen you yawn a few times. Um, <laughs> what's what what are your thoughts on the line? What we've just mentioned? What do you, what do you reckon? Uh, it's it's so difficult. 
because uh, there's a lot of moving parts. But yeah, I'm not a moving manager, but there's also a lot of there's a lot of fact, obviously, Griggs injury. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. Pick names out of a hat. No, I think I think I think <laughs> I, I think unchanged, obviously, except um Greg, Greg. for and Woody, obviously, yeah, for Coyote. Do you think we'll see um, Mattock drop out for Woody, Mick? Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. And, you know, it can move him over to to that left-hand side, um, uh, Woody in the middle, uh, and uh, and Wesard in there. So, yeah, Woody back for me, JJ in for Griggy. I personally would leave Lindsay in there, give give Ollie Rathbone another, another week's rest. Um, because of the importance of the following game, you know we we, we need that midfield as strong as possible um, against Wigan. So so yeah, and 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 having, having said that, you know even with Lindsay in there, that midfield's as strong as possible, isn't it? You know what I mean? It, it doesn't make any difference. You just swap one out for the other. It makes absolutely zero difference. So um, I, I think you're trying to avoid making too many changes. Um, you know, unnecessary changes. Um, so, that, not I can't see there being much difference to uh, to Tuesday night. I, I do suspect we will see a difference in the performance, though, the ninety-minute performance. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Cheryl Stone asks, "Is it too important a game to risk a good performance from Freddie?" My answer to that may well be that it's a good time to put him in because if he doesn't perform on Tuesday on Sunday. When is he ever going to perform for us again? That that's the game. This is the game where he's got to put performance in. And bear in mind the goal he scored last season, he's going to want to follow it up. So maybe it's the perfect time to blood Freddie back in to sort of test the waters a little bit. Um, don't know. Interesting. Um, let's go some score predictions. I'm going to start off this week and I'm going to go nil-nil. Two teams that don't concede, isn't it? Um, Benjamin, you're next on my list. What do you reckon? Two one. How late is our winner going to be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I go eighty fifth. Little, little, little early. That's little early. That. Yeah. Not sure about that, Ben. <laughs> you gotta let you gotta let the you gotta let the you gotta let the the winner you gotta let the goal marinate before the half. Not marinate. You gotta let the goal <laughs> oh, sit with the whole stadium before everyone's allowed to leave. <laughs> I'll also say, say let it marinate with the fans that's very poetic of you Ben he <laughs> <laughs> then changed it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. then realised he wasn't in London anymore and had to change it <laughs> we don't have marinade up here mate we just have gravy <laughs> right, Danny thoughts Um. I think it's going to be 1 1. I think. I don't know why I just have my suspicions about that scoreline. That's all. Danny, you were right on Tuesday, by the way. I was. <laughs> I was. A few people said to me, I wanted, did you get that right? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've got, I've got a, um, a crystal ball in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you were in a great shirt, so you're going to be lucky, lucky thing for us again. Um, Mick. What? Yeah. Oh, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's a difficult one because I can see why people were plump for nil nil. You know, with the the, the um, how sort of uh, how tight both defenses are. Um, however, our our attacking. <laughs> Um, eight. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> well, no, I mean, our attacking eight have scored 50 odd goals this season, haven't they? You know what I mean? So, you would you bet against us not scoring? And that's the question. I don't know. Um, okay. well, it, it remains to be seen how good their defense actually is. So, I, I think we'll win. I think we'll win the game. Um, I think it's going to be another 2 1. I think it's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be a late, a late one as well. Um, I think, cool, I think a he's going to play probably probably five. It's going to be one one at full time at ninety minutes, and he's going to put up the ball's going to go up for three minutes, and we're going to score hundred and eleven. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that next goal winner, that next goal winner thing is going to have to come back and bite them on the backside sooner or later, isn't it? You know what I mean? So Not true. We are got. I, I, I will convince you. We're going to say five nil. Well, yeah, I should have done really, shouldn't yeah. I? And, and, and you know, if we're walking out of Swillsborough on Sunday afternoon and it's been five nil to us, then then I'll regret it. Then, but until then, I'll stick with two one. Fair enough. But, uh, well, I suspect if if we won five nil, Mick, you won't be too bothered that you've uh, got a score prediction wrong. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult to look past nil nil, mm. but I think there's going to be a late winner. Either way, I'm not sure whether we're going to lose this 1-0 or win it 1-0. Um, but I do think that if a say 2-2 is on the bench and available, um, we might be able to use that pace late on. And after what happened with Smudge um, at, um, at Hillsborough uh, last season, he's surely due a late one, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. that's very true. So we'll put 1-0 either way. I like style. Late. Let's put late. Um, we have John S with score predictions. Heem and Harvey Kelwick are going nil-nil, along with I'm a player. Lots of nil-nils. Uh, Donald London thinks 2 nil to Miller's S64 Miller with 1-0. Scott Grundy with the old 2-1 favourite, the famous 2-1 at Hillsborough. <laughs> um, and Tip Top with 3-1. And finally, Philip Rollinson, 2-1 with a 92nd minute winner. Ben Wilde's screamer, Darren Garner-esque. Oh, um, yes. Um, and Ben Donna says, if you get the score bang on, I saw the minute as well. She's going to make you a Rotherham United street sign for your, for your place in London. You can take London with you, Ben. Yeah, you're a proper football that. team. <laughs> um, we are definitely running out of time, but I'm going to mention Ad Martin Huggles' comment. Can't understand why Warner isn't up for manager a month for January. That's a good question. But Michael Smith is. Michael Smith has been uh, what for manager a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smithy has been nominated for Player of the Month, uh, so we could get consecutive winners of Player of the Month, uh, which would be some achievement. Uh, There we are, there we are, there we are. Uh, If you've enjoyed this, thank you very much. Uh, If you haven't already, please do subscribe on YouTube. We're creeping up to 500 subscribers, so we can get there soon. We would very much appreciate that. If you are a Sheffield Wednesday fan who has watched this, I'm going to clip that because I think it's funny. Just stick the Hello. YouTube link in your tweet as well so people know where to go and they can watch it and subscribe and everything like that. That would be really, really appreciative. Mm-hmm. I would be appreciative of that. Uh, I'm sure somebody will clip something. Because we know how sensitive they are, don't we? Um, <laughs> we... <laughs> we do without the person. We all... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we'll be all back on Vegas. Sunday evening. <laughs> Some of us may be worse for wear, but we will be back at 8 o'clock Hello. on Sunday evening. <laughs> then we'll be in full Super Bowl pre-match mode. <laughs> so you'll, you'll get a load yeah. of NFL. With my, with my wings, with my wings and my beer and all my American things. Yeah. If you're going to have, have inflatable big hands, I'm going to... Oh, dear. I'm all going to go. I'm going to what? One of them big inflatable hand things, you know. Yeah, I've got one. I've got one of them. I've got one of them. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it on podcast. I'm going to wear it on podcast. What, what, what's your Super Bowl snacks, Ben? Come on, very quickly. I don't know. I've got it in the house, probably. To Walker's crisps. Like, I'm not American, am I? I'm not going to order wings. I'm not American. I mean, I'm not. I'm far from it. I'm from Rotherham. I'm not. You're not from New York City. Sorry. Well, you've ruined the fun there, Ben. So well done, mate. Um, uh, thank you, everybody. As as already mentioned, please do subscribe if you haven't already. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes if you want to audio listen, which is amazing as well. I said we're back Sunday. Uh, keep out for today's match day vlog. If you haven't watched the Wimbledon one already, do watch that because it's really good as well. Uh, that again, that's on the YouTube channel, which you'll be able to see on there. Uh, ben, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you then. Danny, a bit of pleasure as always, and I might even see you Sunday. Yep, always a pleasure. Hopefully I do see you Sunday. Uh, just a little plug for Donna's business. It's the personal touch, which is probably where Ben's sign will come from if uh, if he does get the score prediction right. Uh, so yeah, just a little plug for Donna there in her personal business because she's been making me uh, Rotherham United stickers, which will get plastered all over Hillsborough's away end on Sunday. So there we go. <laughs> Love it. Um, and Mick, have I said bye to you yet? I've run out no. of things. I, I was just looking at Darren McAnthony blocking his own fans because of ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> Classic D-Mac. Oh, uh, he's done a chance here, hasn't he? And started charging £42 a ticket. Has he? Yeah. yeah. FFA Cup. Cool. Probably for another day. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, might see a Saturday, a Sunday. I, won't, I might see a Saturday. I might see a Saturday. I don't think I will, but I'm more like to see a Sunday. <laughs> I mean, either way, mate, I probably won't see you because I'll be battered. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. It's been a pleasure to have you with us. It's been a pleasure to have all your listeners, all our listeners and viewers with us. And we'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.